What up, everyone, and welcome to the Dream Chasers podcast. And today we have Steven and Hyro and myself. And so today I wanted to talk about how your network determines your net worth. And uh, go ahead, Steven, tell us a little bit about how that's, you know, the people that you had around you have influenced the way that you act today and what that kind of entails into the bottom line, specifically your pocket, how that's helped you out to make some more money. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I always heard about like your network is super important. And I didn't really realize that. I think we all grew up with the saying, like our parents always telling you, like, uh, be careful who you hang out with or whoever, you know, when you associate with somebody, people believe you're that same person, even though like you're different and stuff. And I never understood that until like a couple years ago. Legit. I'm on, I'm 30, so 31. So it took me a long time to realize it. But when it came to, you know, not just financially, I think just in general, when it comes to like mindset, um, my mindset was in a totally different place. Like I always um, compared myself to like my friends. So like I would see like what my friends had and what I had and me comparing myself to them, I thought like, you know, I'm in a good financial situation. I, you know, I have this, this and this, all these little check marks that society tells you you need to have. And I felt like I was in a good place. So I really didn't aspire to anything because I was doing what society told me to do. Um, and that changed a couple years ago, you know, when I met, you know, Raphael and Jairo and a bunch of other people who had these like elevated mindsets that want more in life. And that helped motivate me because I took, I had to like reflect and see in myself, like, what am I doing in my life for it? I don't have these big goals where I think of myself as like a millionaire or having like these fancy cars, taking trips and, and all this stuff. So it was like a real adjustment to like self-reflect on myself and see where I am and what I really, truly want. And it's, you know, going through that journey was, was very eye-opening because I saw and realized that I kind of had to stop dedicating some time to some of my friends. And it's not to say that I don't care about them or I don't love them because I do. I feel like in life, like everybody comes into your life for a reason, um, whether good or bad, it's a, it's a lesson, just depends on how you see it. Um, and I think having that mindset where you look at everything as an opportunity, it changes you and it changes the way that, that you see things. So, um, yeah, I, I think you, who you hang out with, you know, means a lot when it comes to yourself uh, personally and, and financially, because you're going to be who, who you surround yourself with, basically. Um, what about you, Hiro? Any, any experiences with your friends? Yeah, man. I mean, 10 years ago, all my friends were smoking, doing drugs, and not having real jobs. And today, my friends are all business owners, millionaires, multimillionaires, uh, entrepreneurs. And, you know, there's a saying that I like, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And I think that holds very, very true today. So uh, I have made it a point to change my circle of influence, and that has directly helped me make more money. Uh, because it changes my mindset, it changes my influences. Um, the people that I now hang around with are actually people that I have an opportunity to do business transactions with. So just by the simple fact that if I'm hanging out with someone like Raphael or Steven, I may actually get involved in a financial transaction and we're still hanging out and being friends. So it's really a really good time. And, and I definitely encourage people to reevaluate your current circle and determine, you know, what value you're bringing to them, what value they're bringing to you. Uh, what about anything else you want to add, Rafael, the, so far what we said? Yeah, there's, there's, um, I mean, if I, if I even bring it down to right now, uh, as a matter of fact, today, a couple hours ago, I got off a phone call that's, uh, it's a pinnacle point in my life. 
and it comes back to my circle. The the people in that video, video Zoom call today, were all either six-figure earners on, on the low end, but there was probably six millionaires on that call. And I was probably the brokest one and maybe probably, I dare to say, the youngest one on that call. And I say that because, um, you know, like Cairo said 10 years ago, most of my friends were just, you know, 19-year-old, 20-year-old kids trying to go to school, figuring out how they were going to talk to a girl and what sports they were going to play. And I've noticed that a lot of my friends from back then are still doing the same thing. And I'm talking about building a company that we're going to take public in three and a half years. And so your network literally changes your mindset. And at the end of the day, you end up doing harder things, things that are a little bit harder to achieve. And it impacts the bottom line. It impacts your pocket and your wealth. As far as like having uh, people within your circle, right, your net worth and being supporters of, of your mission or your passion, just just know that most likely, I think Stephen brought this up earlier, not a lot of people are going to want to like help you in this endeavor, right? It's going to be very few people who are going to want to see you change and transform because they themselves haven't transformed. They themselves can't see past what they can truly see. And I feel like at first when I had, um, uh, what's the friction? That's the right word. When I had friction of me trying to promote uh, my change, trying to promote the person I was becoming, um, I, I didn't really know how to take that emotionally 10 years ago. And even even today, I'm still having a hard time dealing with people who I am trying to help, who I am trying to elevate, who that I'm trying to give access to some of my resources and my people and my network. And it's like, um, you know, you still get slapped and backhanded in the face. Like you give something everything and then they, they still find a way to talk bad about you or or be hurt that you gave them access to too many dreams. And I don't understand it yet. And it feels good to have a, a mentor or a person who has been through this and kind of navigate you through that space. Uh, because it's just, uh, I know a lot of people like you guys, maybe the ones who are listening, don't have a mentor. And that's tough. You know, you, you should probably go find one that has been where you're trying to go so they can help you navigate that space a little easier. And believe me, your net worth is going to increase. I don't know if so you guys have I wanted, any actually I wanted to chime in on something that that you said there uh like as far as the people you were talking about dealing with it dealing with things emotionally when it comes to your network and I know you know you a lot of people end up growing up with friends or family that they're very close to but that doesn't necessarily mean that those people are, are the right people to be around for them to take their life to the next level that is I'm not saying 100% you got to cut people off but in some scenarios, 100% cut people off. Like, do not be scared because if those people, and I, like, I know Rafael, you say this all the time, if those people don't care about you and they're not helping you push towards your goals and dreams, then why the hell are you hanging out with them? What are you doing wasting your time with them and why are they wasting your time with you? And if you guys are not helping each other out, then what are you actually freaking doing? You know, and so I, I really wanted to just take it back to there because I know me personally too i've struggled a lot with wanting people to like me or, or hoping people like me or, or respect me in certain a certain way or see me in a certain uh a way because of my profession or or wanting to be recognized and respected by my peers sure those are things that may be nice to have but if 
it's not necessarily mean that that those things are going to help you get closer to success actually it might quite mean the opposite if you're too light you might need to change something because you need to change your paradigm and figure out what is that you have to do and, and the, the problem is what i noticed personally my friends didn't want to change and they were trying for me not to change because they didn't want me to change either because they wanted me to stay down on the same low level that they were in and when i decided to take that jump and take that leap of faith on myself to say hey you know what whether you guys like me or not regardless i gotta do what i gotta do because i'm trying to be successful and i think all of us here have have felt you know hate or 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 you know yeah just haters for lack of a better word when i you know i was talking to my barber this morning you know, why do people hate on the fact that I just, I'm really ambitious? Like, we just really want to do big things, do, you know, accomplish big goals and dreams for ourselves and for our families. There's nothing wrong with someone trying to do that. So, I don't know, Stephen, those are my two cents. Yeah, no, I totally agree with, like, what both of you guys said. Um, I think the, the biggest thing is that I learned, I mean, from a young age, I always learned just, like, not to care what anybody thinks. And I've always been that way. I've let people have their own opinion because everybody's going to have one. Um, but I think, especially going into business, you have to be mentally strong. You just have to be okay with walking alone and being different. Um, you look at everybody that's successful, that has done something, they were okay with being rejected and looked at as being weird. You know what I'm saying? Like all these like creator of Apple and, and uh, like Disney, all these people who did big things without a education you know like most of us we didn't go to college or have none of that stuff um people look at us different they think oh you guys can't be um successful because you guys didn't go to school or you guys don't have a degree so how can you guys have an opinion on this or that and i think that's when you just have to have that mental strength knowing what it is that you want out of life and i think that that's what i have um and i think that's what separates me from a lot of people it's like i tell everybody like it's the Dude, what we do, you don't have to be special. Like none of us have anything special besides the desire that we want more out of life. We all came from circumstances where um, society basically said, they wrote us off and said, you guys aren't going to be anything but low lives. And, and I can't remember who I was talking to. I was having that conversation and like us here, like we're Hispanic. Uh, but just being people of color, most people look at you and you, us, especially having parents that are immigrants, um, they look at us as we're workers. Like that's what we're here for. That's what a Hispanic is. They're here to work. They don't see a Hispanic as like a business owner or anything that is above working for somebody else and building somebody else's dream. Uh, and that to me is, is, you know, it was hard to, to take in. But when I realized that's what people look at us like and that it has to change, I took that personal. I took that as like, I need to change this. And I tell these guys all the time, anybody that comes across me, everybody knows that I always talk about breaking the chains, breaking the cycle. There has to be somebody in each of our families to break the cycle. And I can say, like, right here, these two dudes, Jairo and Rafael, they're my brothers. Like, because they want to see, see, see me succeed, and I want them to succeed. And if we succeed together, we're going to get to where we need to be. And finding that is hard because, like Rafael and Jairo both said, like, you have some friends that you grew up with that you think, oh, these are going to be my boys for life. We're going to grow together. We're going to have, you know, our kids are going to grow up together and all that stuff. And as soon as you have that little, uh, like, tick inside where you're like, yo, I want to change. Like, I want to be better. I want to have more in life. They look at you like, what do you think? Like, really, dude? Like, like who you, are you? Yeah, like, who are you? Like, to want that stuff. Exactly. Like, and why? Why do they have that opinion? And it's just like, everybody wants to hold you down because they like a certain version of yourself. 
And when they see anything outside of that version, it, it scares them. And they're like, oh, like he can be something. And I'm sure you guys have experienced it, like seeing, uh, having friends that you grew up with and having this undisclosed rivalry. Like to you, it, like everything's cool, but you have these friends who like compete with you out of nowhere. And you're just like, yeah. bro, I don't care how much you make or anything like that. Like me personally, I don't talk about money mm-hmm. because I told Raphael, I think we had this conversation last week that I, you know, I don't care what anybody makes because if you're not paying my bills, if you're not giving me some sort of money on the side, I don't care how much you make, bro. Mm-hmm. And I don't bring up how much I make because I don't support them. So what does it matter? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but some people make that that competition inside, dude. And it's crazy to me uh, that, that that that's what a friendship turns into. Mm-hmm. So it's super hard. Like I said, like, I love my friends, like 100%. Like, I love my friends. And um, I take the good from, from everybody. Uh, but if you really want to be a business owner, you want to start something for yourself, you need to find people with that same mindset because um, what was it, dude? I think Rafael, we had that conversation where it's like that saying where it's like it's lonely at the top. Yeah. And you're like, no, nah, it's, it's it's really not. I don't know. You, I, you yeah, want me to say something yeah, about yeah, yeah. that? Yeah. So, so when I was 24 years old and, um, and I was building a company called Skyview Financial Group, you know, I was a chairman, CEO of the company, and it was my job to make sure that that company progressed, that it, that it, that it grew, that we weren't going to get sued, that I had the best compensation plan for my agents. And my, all my agents had to do was produce and, and make money, but I had to take care of everything else. And when your agents aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, and it's your job to make sure that they still have a place to provide, push business through, at some point you start kind of feeling lonely, but it didn't have to be that way. My mentor told me if you build from the bottom up and help your friends become just as successful as you, you would never have to be alone. You know, you, you could have the lifestyle that you've always been looking for and you would get to play where you work and then work where you play. But unless you've had someone like my mentor by your side, hence, again, my network and someone with a track record with proof of concept that you can build up and not have to be alone at the top, it would be really, really hard to believe. And luckily for me, he has a 40-year track record of doing just that, which is what I'm looking for. So you don't have to be lonely at the top. You just have to have a right way of doing it. So if you don't have that, you know, look for it. Look for whatever you're looking for and find someone that's done it already and have that person teach you. And But like Hiro said, if you can't provide value to that person, you can't get into the circle. And if you're not in the circle, they're not part of your network. They're just an acquaintance. Which means you'll go back to your network, which is the homies that smoke weed all day and drink all day and play video games all day. And then if they're semi-successful, then your semi-success, you're still going to be the average of those five people you kick it with. So if they make 10000 and you make 5000 you're cool because you make more than the poor guy that makes 12 bucks an hour You'll make less than the one who makes ten, twelve thousand a month, and but you're somewhere in between, so you're just coasting by and you're happy. Yeah, no, I think that's the biggest thing that I, you know, what Raphael said. Uh, that's where I learned, like, you know, it doesn't have to be lonely at the top. And I look at that now, and I'm like, because you think about it, like when you're rich and stuff, what do you want to do? You want to have experiences. Yeah. Like, who wants to go to like the Caribbean by themselves, or who wants to do all this? Like, yeah, you could take your wife and stuff, but it's different. When you could take the wife and your homies and your homies' wife. 
and kick it together. Like yeah, that's right a funner. yeah, do that as a total, totally different aspect of it. And that's when you know you realize that it doesn't really have to be lonely at the top. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm the type of dude that if I get something in life, like I want to share it with my friends. Uh, I know a lot of people who like have become successful and stuff like that. You ask me like, you know, before you you find like your mentor and your your route that you want to take. You're always asking different people, like, yo, what do you do? What do you do? And a lot of people don't want to tell you just because they yeah. want to keep all that cake to themselves, dude. They don't want to share it. Yeah. So, you know, I've always been the type of dude, like, I want my friends to succeed. Like, I just have that heart where I want everybody to succeed. And that's why, like, it goes back to, like, what Raphael and Hyro said. Like, we invite our friends. We want them to come and take a part of, like, what we do. But then they don't want to because it's too hard. Uh, everybody wants quick money. Everybody wants to just just uh, flex on the gram that, yo, I got money, but really I still got to work my nine to five to be able to pay. I'm still paying off my rims I got on my car. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's crazy. And yeah, I don't know. Harry, you were going to say something. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there, the, what I wanted to say, a few things. This uh, Talking about all this reminds me of a story that I really like. And I think it's in the book, Think and Grow Rich. And it talks about Henry Ford. So Henry Ford... Uh, he at the time he was one you know very very successful and he was challenged by people within the city of where he lives and they were s- stating that he wasn't qualified to do the position that he was at. So he actually agreed to meet up with all of them and and have them, I guess, submit some kind of test to see if he was as qualified to be a successful person as he was. So they started asking him. I mean, they brought in a scientist. They brought in like. An engineer. They brought in all kinds of people from all fields of life, and they started asking him a bunch of questions. And and then what Henry Ford's response was, "Okay, are you guys done?" Once they had all laid out their questions, and he said, "I don't need to worry about answering any of this rubbish because at the tip of my fingertips, I can push a button and contact a specialist in every one of those fields and the best in the world." Uh, to help me solve whatever problem I need to solve. So if nothing else, the reason I share that story with you, if nothing else, do it for yourself. Get in a position where you can surround yourself with a team of specialists in all fields that can help you and you can help them uh, improve your life. One of the best things that I've done with increasing my network is I know that out of my phone, any problem that I have, I basically have a specialist of some sort in some field that is ready on the moment's notice to help me take care of that. Um, and so that's something that's super huge and has been super crucial for me. Uh, and, and it has definitely impacted my network and my net worth. Something super trippy to think about. Like I, I was, you know, I like, I think it's like Facebook or Instagram. I always posted like different stories of like different companies that, that start up. And it's crazy. Like the, the stories of like the Bill Gates, when he started Microsoft, you got Apple with Steve Jobs, uh, Mark Zuckerberg with, with Facebook and how, those dudes had an idea and the first people they go to are their homies and stuff to present the idea. And it's crazy when you go back and, and see how many people they presented to and how many people rejected their ideas uh, because they didn't believe in, in the person. They knew this version of the person, so they didn't believe in the product that they had. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to think about like years down the line, these dudes could be, they could literally be billionaires. Like, I can't remember who, I think it was somebody from... Uh, uh, I think it was like Apple, one of the, because I think it was like three founders in Apple and one yeah. of them ended up selling his, his stock, his share of the stocks for like 900 bucks or something. And I was saying like, like today, if you would have kept those same shares of stocks, that that dude would have like $9 million or something is what those stocks would have been worth. 
So it's like crazy to think that that's that's the life, the reality that, that we live in. Um, and it's sad at the same time because it's, I'm sure like, you know, Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates, like they wanted to be successful with their friends. And that's why it was like, those are the first people that they reached out to and, and they got rejected. So I'm sure in a way it hurt them, but that's what I'm saying. Like your mentality and how strong you are and confident in yourself and what you can provide, you know, being a resource and, and, and an innovator, um, can really like make you you know, past those storms of, of rejection from the people closest to you. Um, so, I, like, I know we can't change the past, obviously, but, like, my question to you guys is if you guys were able to go back in time, you know, would you guys change anything knowing the stuff that you know now when it comes to, like, your friends and, and business and, like, all that stuff? So, me personally, knowing what I know now, um, I'm grateful for my experiences and my upbringing and i think that that helped mold me the, to be the person that i am today but with that being said yeah i would i would definitely change it i would be more intentional with the connections that i made and i would focus on nurturing some relationships that i did have that maybe went away that could have expanded into something else so and then you know looking back at it now i would also have gotten rid of some relationships a lot sooner and not let them go as far as I did. So that's that's what I would change. Obviously, that's in a theoretical perfect world, but it's good to to reflect on those so that the last 10 years are one thing and the next 10 years are even better. For me, um, yeah, I would definitely change it. You know, now that I've been pretty successful at building a business and growing and having savings and I have to worry about bills, it's a beautiful feeling uh, to not have to do so. And I could only imagine what it had been, how I would have felt growing up with money and being able to go boating and wakeboarding and snowboarding and fishing and hunting and dirt biking and all these cool ass things that I never had access to, you know. It's, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because my kid is growing up that way. And she's not going to get to understand what it's like to suffer or have to work really, 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 really hard. Not not that I'm sure she's not going to work hard, but I mean, this might be an episode for the next podcast because, uh, you know, she'll have she won't have a she'll have a disadvantage when she's going up against someone like me, because I know what it's like to have parents that don't understand English and have to figure it figure out how to do your own homework. That literally coming from nothing, I think, is different. Yeah. It's like the difference. And my, like having a platform and being able to build off of that. Right, exactly. And my kid is growing up, and her, her mom and I speak perfect English. Um, my wife has a master's degree. I dropped out of high school, but I own a successful business. And she has a platform that she can grow from. I didn't really have that. I, I mean, I had a stable home. My mom gave me a – I never worried about food. But, but um, I would definitely change my upbringing, like for sure, because it sucked being poor. I don't know. Well, either way, thanks, guys, for uh, tuning in and uh, tune into the next podcast. It's going to be dope. And uh, talk to you soon. Peace. See ya. See ya. Follow us on the gram. <laughs>